Help! I tripped on my cloaking dagger. Episode 1, presented by Misfits Audio and featuring the voice talents of Douglas Barbieri as Lieutenant John Smith, Alex Gilmore as Dr. Godin, Elaine Barrett as Monique Blanchette, Abner Sinneries as Robert Dumas, Scott D. Harris as Henri Chardin, Jeremy Cork as Major Grunwald, and Abner Sinneries as Hans Biermann. Well, glider in, sir. The chaps and five are first are making a good show of it, drawing enemy flak. Swell. Just swell. I've done parachute jumps dozens of times in training, but only once before at night, and that was months ago. The RAF is good for a lot of things, but making a hole large enough to jump through wasn't one of them. I could swear there were teeth gouges from previous parachute attempts. Not to mention British chutes don't have a reserve. But why worry about deploying, considering even making it out of the plane alive seemed doubtful. All right, sir. I attempted what should have been a cocky grin, though I'm sure it was closer to the grimace of a condemned prisoner about to face the Spanish Inquisition. The French underground contact will give a signal of three flashes to confirm the drop. After you jump, I shall drop your equipment containers straight away. They are painted a deep blue to avoid detection but you'll have a jolly time finding them on the ground. Let's hope this canard guy shows. Sir, coming over the drop zone. Three blinking lights. Ready? No. Sir? Number one, go! Just turn the light green for Pete's sake. I'd heard jokes about having to look up to check if British chutes had deployed. Thought it was just talk until I jumped in one. Sure, they opened like a feather on the wind, but I'd take the whiplash of our parachutes any day. At least they were maneuverable. Not to mention that reserve chute. I felt naked without it. The terrain below was difficult to observe in the blackness, but there seemed to be a lot of treeish shapes. Bad enough trying to land on regular terrain. It was getting closer, and I remember just in time to get my feet together. That avoided splintered ankles, or worse landing on top of the Red Cross candy bars. Lieutenant Smith? The wind is in the south tonight. Not so, for it blows from the west. Canard? At last, ha <laughs> ha. All right, all right, I'm not your long-lost aunt. Now, can I stow my tommy gun, or are there krauts about? The area is controlled by the Maquis. Their resistance methods are somewhat more violent than ours. However, we can trust them to keep Germans out of the forest. Good. Let's get the gear. Who's with you? Dr. Claude Gaudin, Lieutenant. My car is on the road nearby. Car? I thought you weren't allowed to have them in occupied France. Medical personnel have permission to maintain a vehicle and receive petrol rations. Of course, uh, <clears throat> we acquire rather more than the allowance by other means. Handy cover for operations, too. My profession 
offers many reasons of being out during all hours. Tonight I am attending the sickbed of a remote farmer, for example. In this particular instance, Conrad's uncle, also RHQ. <laughs> Hope he's not contagious. Now for your equipment. Um, must be about nearby. Quiet, At least we found one of the crates. Those RAF boys know their stuff. It dropped in the same clearing here. What have you got in here? <coughs> Gold bars? Medical supplies, ammunition, 45s, unstable explosives. Run! Never mind. Must be in the other crate. How do you know, huh? Because it's marked explosives. Now you tell me? Mon Dieu. Doctor, how many others are members of your resistance group? Our radio operator lives down the road. We keep communications and the meeting house separate in case of raids. And the local Maquis? Uh, fifty or so. All completely insane communists. <laughs> Don't go near them, Lieutenant. They'd happily burn our old town to the ground if they thought it would irritate the Germans. Lieutenant, duck behind the car. Your uniform is too recognizable. The flashlight is sweeping our signal pattern. Must be Phoenix. Mademoiselle Blanchette. Oh, not Fifi. And how else do I explain walking about after curfew? This is your radio operator? I can send or receive 16 words per minute. Uh, vraiment, it is more like 13. <laughs> Either way, more words than I could manage. However, this is dangerous work. As little as I object to having a beautiful woman about. Oh, do not wear your handsome head on that account. Fifi will protect me from those nasty boches. I assume there is a reason you risked traipsing across the countryside at night? Perhaps I wanted a glimpse of the handsome lieutenant. Phoenix! I received word about a munitions train coming tomorrow over the northern tracks. Apparently we're supposed to do something about it. Like what? Painted with blue flowers. Really, Canard. Do we know the train schedule? Quit tomorrow. Or, as you Americans would say, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Instead of wasting explosives, we could chop a tree down onto the tracks. The train will be so packed with ammunition that the derailing should set it off. Not a bad plan. What do you think, Lieutenant? I don't know. We never covered rail sabotage in the alphabet soup train. Mostly it was about taking down sentries. Oh, don't look at me. What would I know about derailing trains? Should we ask the Marquis? No, no definitely, definitely not. not. No. There are bound to be patrols along the tracks. We will need to fell a tree close to the arrival time. How efficient are the Gestapo around here? <laughs> Report? Her Major? Out with it. I have 20 more copies of petrol requisitions, activity reports, not to mention a detailed list of our stationary usage this past month. 
All is well on the tracks. No indications of sabotage. Did you expect the pigs to put a sign up? Explosives buried here. Nine. Return and make a proper inspection this time. Major, what of my duties guarding the communication center? Send Klaus. He is stationed at the petrol depot, mein Herr. I cannot look after every last detail in this valley. Very well. I put you off guard duty tonight, and for Valkyrie's sake, protect that munitions train. Yavor, Herr Major. Dismissed. Average use of typewriter ribbon per week. Elf. Average use of... Ah! Now what? Ah, shut in. Disturbing news has come to me of late. Why else would you be troubling me? Uh, oui, indeed, monsieur. You are aware of the air raid this evening? Of course, it knocked the Fuhrer's photograph off the wall. Most disrespectful of them. It was a mask to cover their true plot. Dropping bombs is heinous enough. An agent from the feared OSS American Intelligence Service has parachuted down to assist the local resistance. OSS? Then there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about? Uh, an American officer could be in this very town! Can't you see I'm busy? Trust me, that lot is so incompetent they couldn't even light a pipe, much less blow a munitions train. Major, I have been informed discontly. Elsewhere in France... If the Malaise chooses to look into the matter, I will not prevent you. But I assure you, the so-called Office of Strategic Services is not of any concern. Good day, Chardin. You're dismissed. All right, another 20 minutes till the train's due. Got the axe? No, I thought you had it. I ordered you to bring it. Nonsense. You left your axe in my car. However, I had the foresight to bring it along. Oh, thanks, Doc. Stand back. It's a big one. Do you think this will work? How should I know? As I said, we didn't cover derailing. Lieutenant, a man is walking the track towards us. Quick! Behind those bushes. In Himmel, a tree has fallen across it. Oh, not good at all. I must move it. Lieutenant, should we stop him? Too late now. He's got the log off the tracks, and we haven't time to pull it back. I suppose we ought to have had a backup plan. I guess so. Nothing will stop that train now.
Jeez, the entire train, she just exploded. Technically, something on the track blew up and the fire caused a chain reaction through the munitions. Ho oh, ho ho, that was brilliant. Why didn't we think of it? <gasps> the train! Oh, nine! Nine! French pigs, you shall not get away with this outrage! Come on! It looks like two men dressed in black. They'll never make it with the Gestapo on their tail. One of them is injured. You can't hit him at his range, monsieur. No, but I can give them enough time for a clean break. Ah! Ah! I surrender! I surrender! Oh, nine! Don't shoot! Please! I have so sick and passed to Paris this month. Drop your weapon, then join it. On the ground! Yeah! You have all my help! Doc, get after those men. They'll need your help. Bring them around HQ if you can. Uh, what about him, eh? We cannot take prisoners. No. And I hate shooting someone in cold blood. We'll tie him up. You're wearing a mask and it's dark. He won't recognize you later. But I have a feeling he can kiss his pass to Paris goodbye after the crowds find him. Another bandage, please. Thank you. Now, care to explain who you are and why you blew up our train? You're bloody train. The tree across the tracks. Who bloody thought of that? Oh, let me make a mad guess and suggest it was the Yank. Wait a minute. You're British. And what brilliant line of reasoning brought you to that conclusion? Sir, no assessor, I assume. London radio to head? That very note of sarcasm proves the expected inefficiency of your chaps. Okay, then. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Who are you? Sergeant Oliver Hamilton, SAS Mobility Blue Troop. I thought you were dropped in groups of four. We ran into a spot of bother whilst attacking a panzer division. An entire division? No wonder. What were you drinking? Two days wins. I am not familiar with that brand. It is a sort of whiskey, huh? It's the SIS motto, you... Oh, pity. As I was saying, I was forced to make me way through occupied country. One evening, whilst valiantly disposing of several guards, I opportunely came into contact with the local McKee. We've got along famously. We've worked together for the past few months. Under orders? Eh, not precisely. The McKee haven't got a radio, you see. In that case, I have a proposal. We need to coordinate our efforts, as tonight proved. With all due respect, sir, I think it's best we don't impede each other with undue cooperation. Then again, we suppose occasionally, because of the bird, I mean radio, it wouldn't go amiss. So these are the vile marquis. Don't be like that, love. Oh, I didn't mean you, although you could use a decent scrubbing. Comes of residing in the forest, sort of like Robin Hood. Hmm? Perhaps I could accompany you to see your um, radio setup. Not until we verified him with London. This whole thing could be a trap. 
Well, at least you have some good sense, sir. Counter-espionage was one thing they did remember to teach us at Area E. Ah, uh, uh, what else? Lockpicking. I ended up leaving my cases open when out of the room. Everyone was constantly practicing, and before long, every lock in the place was worn thin. Lockpicking could be handy someday? No doubt. Never could figure out how to manage it myself. Why am I not surprised? Well, Doc? You will live. It was a clean shot and passed right through. I will need to keep him here for a few days. Expecting anyone? No. Okay, we'll need to take cover, quick. There is a secret passage in one of the wine casks. Into the cellar, fit fit. Gestapo, open this door. Doc, can your patient be moved? We. Oui. Open this door. I was asleep and did not think it right to come to the door only partially dressed. It would be most disrespectful. We make routine such. Uh, there is only one of you. Schultz is looking over your barn and your fields. Just so long as he doesn't take all the carrots. I'm uh, <clears throat> rather proud of our crops this year. Are you hiding any macassards in your house? Would I really tell you if I were? Nine, but I am required to ask nonetheless. Oh no, I am not. Well, seems clear to me. You can tell by looking over one room, eh? There are twenty more farms to scour in the next three hours. What did you expect me to do? I am not sure. Perhaps actually search? This was a search. I see. <clears throat> you do a most thorough job, monsieur. A credit to the Gestapo. Danke. Good enough. Uh, Bosch. More inefficient every week. All the better for us. They've gone already? Oui, Lieutenant. Lovely, that is. I'll just be off then. Not until I know you're on the level. It's only me, boys. Oh, sacre sange. Do not do that, Monique. My, aren't we jittery tonight? It seems that Bursar Jolt is indeed a special mobility troop. London post word he should stay where he is and assist us Marquis however possible. Oh, and that two months of reports are due from him. I can take dictation, you know. And I can give it to love. <laughs> Look, here, we need to get organized. Really? What gave you that impression? Sir? A set of regular signals between our two groups need to be agreed upon. And I will suggest to you, Sergeant, that you relearn proper decorum when addressing those of a superior rank. Quite second, Lieutenant. It is my intention to make every German in this area wish they had never set foot on French soil. To do this, we must work together. Meaning I need to follow your orders, sir? Exactly. Oh, bugger. 
Uh, what was that? I said, yes, sir. We will follow you anywhere, Lieutenant. That's what I'm afraid of. Special thanks to Michael Wilkinson for post-production and mixing. Featuring the additional voice talent of David McIver as RAF Bomb Crew Member. Written by Alexa Chipman. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Released under a Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.0 license in 2009 from MisfitsAudio.com. And I am your humble announcer, Michael Liebman. <laughs>